Hey friends, the days of pulling a tract out of your pocket to share the gospel are over. Our guest today says that the best way to share Christ is actually to just have a conversation. Imagine that. You're listening to Halfway There, episode number 313, Kevin Wilson and Sowing Seed. Welcome back to Halfway There. This is the show where we have honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm glad you found the show, however you found the show, whether it was a friend or you were just searching for like, hey, where is there a good story about somebody's walk with the Lord? You found us on Google or some other place. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. Thanks so much for doing that. Uh, By the way, the best compliment you can give the show is if you tell a friend about it. So if there's somebody you know, you listen to this episode and you go, you know what? You would really enjoy this conversation about this guest story. Uh, just send it to him. Shoot him a text. Shoot him a, you know, uh, Instagram message. I don't know, a TikTok. I, I don't know where kids are hanging out these days. Whatever works for you would be fantastic. And I would appreciate it so, so much. All right, let's dive right in today. Our guest, he's the host of the podcast called, it's the Cleverly Named Podcast, a Christian podcast. Our guest is Kevin Wilson. Kevin, welcome to Halfway There. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. I, I I love that because I also name things very, you know, straightforwardly. So straightforward. your, your show, like, how'd you come up with that a Christian podcast when you were thinking about it? I was trying to come up with all these creative names and like this and that. And then I'm like, what is it? I'm like, it's a Christian podcast. And so the Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson just came up. So that's, that's what we went with. That's the way to be. I love it. Well, welcome to the show. We met at Podcast Movement. I'm wearing my Podcast Movement shirt. This is from last year, but uh, I love uh, love Podcast Movement. It was fun. We got a chance to be on a panel. What was your experience like at, at Podcast Movement? Oh, man, it was so great to just see so many people that also are podcasters, like right? whether they were religious or secular, just seeing everybody all there. I had never been to anything like that. And I've only been doing it a few years now, podcasting. And so it was just super inspirational and it made me just think like there's so much more out there. Yeah, absolutely. For me, the best part of podcast movement is to get a sense of the industry, right? You have an idea of what's happening out there. It There's really not that many podcasts that actually get created, even though everybody's like, oh, everybody's got a podcast now. Right. Uh, there's not actually as many as you think that are still active. And so just seeing where the business is going, where the, where are people pouring money? Because that tells me something about where, where, where the future of the industry is going to go. Uh, but also it was great to connect with some Christian podcasters. So we got to be on that panel uh, with Matt. That was a lot of fun. A couple other guys, uh, podcasters. That was pretty cool. So um, did you, did you have a good time at the panel? It was interesting, right? Yeah. yeah it, was great. it was good to be able to just share, you know, your experience on a different platform with people that are also, specifically doing the same thing. It was, it was a great experience. Yeah, that was good. Uh, okay, so let's uh, dive in. So what I like to do on this show is just talk about your story and hear about you and kind of bring up to to where you are today. And, uh, of course, we can come back to your show and talk about what you actually do on the show uh, when we get when we get there. So uh, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Yeah, so I have funny – I was born in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, but when I was around two, I moved to uh, right outside of Detroit, Michigan. And then I also have lived in Dallas, Texas, 
And so now I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. So my dad kind of moved around a little bit. Uh, he was working with a, a gospel artist, Fred Hammond. And so they kind of mm-hmm. moved around as, as as he moved. And so that's how we ended up in Michigan and Texas. But we've been here now for at least 12 years. So I've, I kind of consider Charlotte, North Carolina home. Okay, that's good. Well, Charlotte, so you've kind of been around. Like those are very different places, right? Detroit has its own kind of uh, right. old industrial sort of workman culture right versus texas or or the south or mm-hmm. uh, north carolina where it's more bible belty yeah definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure what was so you're you were it was your dad what did your dad do he was was he a musician or so he was an audio engineer um okay. audio engineer oh. and producer and so you know he just kind of traveled around and, and so that's how we ended up there um, like I said, we we're originally from Pennsylvania. Both my parents are. My my dad's from Harrisburg and my mom's from Aliquippa, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. And so that's where, you know, they consider home or where we go on the holidays. But yeah, just my dad's involvement with the, the gospel music industry kind of led mm-hmm. us to move around a little bit. How did that affect you? So first move, I was only like two. So you don't, you don't even sure. know at that time, but moving to Texas, I was like, ah, I didn't really want to move. You know, I had some friends wherever we were in Michigan. Um, but I actually loved Texas. Like it was great. Um, and again, I'm probably like in third grade at the time, maybe even younger. So it's not super, you know, move at that age isn't super detrimental, but it, it still does impact you. Um, yeah. and so when we moved to Charlotte, we actually moved twice so we moved to charlotte and then we went back to texas and then back to charlotte and so that whole thing was like ah uh i didn't really (laughs) like moving because you know you make your friends at that age and it's like this is it this is all i know um and so moving around was kind of like ah i didn't like the process but i genuinely loved uh dallas and i also love charlotte and so between those two places like i could i could see myself moving into to texas or just staying here in charlotte yeah, yeah. So going to Dallas was like going home for you. Yeah, it was fu- so in a way because I was also younger oh, okay. when I was in Dallas. So it was gotcha. really cool to be able to experience it more um, as an adult and see like, oh, the city is really like this is a large city. You know, when you're younger, you yeah. just go to school, home, and whatever extracurricular activities. But uh, you know, seeing it as an adult it was is a lot different. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Really interesting. Okay. Well, so. Uh, your personal faith journey was it? You know, you grew up Christian family. You kind of, what was that like for you? Yeah, so grew up Christian family. Both my parents are saved. My my grandparents are both sides saved, and so um, always in in a Christian household. But of course, we all have our own journeys where we have to find uh, our faith in Jesus on our own. And so um, I always grew up in the church, but you know, at a certain at a certain point for me, I realized like. I'm here every week and my dad worked in the church. And so I'm here every week, but I'm like, I'm not really paying attention. I couldn't tell you what the pastor talked about, you know, at the end of the day. And so it was just being there, but not really um, experiencing the presence of God or experiencing the fullness of God. And so it really wasn't until I went to college, my second year um, in college. And I met this group of believers that were just, on fire for God. And they were all, you know, around my age, a lot of them were a little bit older, but around my age and just really on fire. And they, they just had a passion for God and their passion just rubbed off on me and kind of 
rekindled my my flame with God and kind of made me say like, okay, let me take this thing seriously. Where I actually started to read the Bible more and you know pray and seek God for my own self. So yeah. So what was it? You said they were really passionate. What was it that made you go, oh yeah, actually I want I want more of that. So it was I talk about Acts chapter two a lot. Um, and it talks about the the fellowship of the believers mm. in verse 42 to 47. And so it was literally that lived out to where, you know, you're in college. So it's kind of like you have a, a community. And so we would always just eat together, hang out. We would go to church together. There was accountability. So on a day where you didn't feel like going to church, I would, I would wake up and one of my friends is calling me like, yo, where you at, man? And I'm like, ah, all right, I'll come. And so it was just that thing where, uh, you know, in Acts chapter two, it says that the believers did everything uh, together. They ate together. They they shared, and, and so they had everything in common. And so because of that, people were added to their number. And so I'm a product of that. To where their fellowship, their gathering together, led people to just come and want to experience that presence of God. Yes, I think community is vastly underrated. It's so because- underrated. In terms of an evangelistic tool, right? Like if we would just spend time with other people, one, proximity breeds empathy, right? So yeah. the, the closer you are to somebody, you're having a meal with them, it's really hard to hate that person or to even if you think they're wrong, right? About right. a commitment of philosophical proportions, right? It's really hard to do that. So that's that's fantastic. But also when you share life together, you realize how much the same everyone really is. And it's much easier to just share in a way that's less, um, I don't know, confrontational. Let's put it that way. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So, so you found that community and you're like, Oh, this is where I am. Okay. Was there so it was Acts chapter two. I love that. That's one of my favorite passages uh, because of that, that reason. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're experiencing that. And your kind of your faith is is developing. What were some things that you maybe learned? Uh, you know, were there other books or passages or studies or mentors maybe that kind of helped you grow in that season? I think it was just the fact that it takes time to develop a relationship with God, and it takes intentionality. Um, and so that was the first time where I really, uh really utilized discipline within my faith and and woke up every day before class and said, let me spend my time with God. Let me, Mm -hmm. let me read the Bible um, and pray before, you know, the days even started, because as we know, once the day gets started, it's, it's, it's over from there. You, you know, you say, I'll I'll pray, I'll pray, I'll read later. And then it's like, ah, you get, you know, this meeting, this meeting, by the time it's the end of the day, you're like, I'll do it tomorrow. And so, um, Discipline um, for me was something that I, I I grew to to enjoy at that time because I'm like this is my time with God this is the time where I can recharge and and learn and grow um, before the day started so it, I really learned in that season how to um, how to spend time with God. Okay, what did that look like for you? What does it look like on a daily basis? Yeah, so at that time I would I would wake up early. I remember it like perfectly i would always look out the window because i had this view of like the train track it was just it was dope and so i would um always just pray like a a prayer of thankfulness Um, there were times where i would i would find myself distracted in the morning and so i would take like a sticky note put it on my phone and write 
pray on it so that when I woke up and reached for my phone, I would remember to pray because sometimes we just have habits. If you just habitually grab your phone for years and years, your first thought in the morning is not to pray sometimes. And so yeah. um, I would, you know, write that pray. And so I'm like, okay, let me pray. And then I get out of bed and just open my Bible up to wherever I, wherever I was at. I was really learning about um, Proverbs at the time, which I still to this day read almost daily um, because, you know, a lot of people know it, but there's 31 Proverbs, there's 30 or 31 days in a month. And so you can always read the proverb of today. Today is the 28th. And so I've read Proverbs 28. And so those kind of habits still stick with me to this day. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that is, there is value in having those disciplines, right? And yeah. and jumping in to those. And it's okay. So friends, I want to say this too. It's okay if your disciplines change over time. So because the, you will need different things at different stages of the journey. You need to embrace that, be where you are. But it's okay if that's where you are now and just be be all right with that. Um, so what, uh, okay, so then you, you were in college and you were kind of learning this, learning these disciplines, had a great community. Then what happened? Yeah, so um, eventually, so like I said, a lot of my friends were a little bit older. So eventually, you know, I'm a sophomore at this time. I'm one of the younger ones. They eventually graduate, and I find myself kind of in the the opposite position where I'm leading other people. Um, and so, you know, within the campus ministry and within just, just my sphere of influ- influence, um, I just find myself, you know, leading being that person that they were for me for other people and so eventually i graduate um uh spring 2019 and i go on an internship with fred hammond who my dad where i mentioned my dad worked with as well and so i went to dallas for that summer summer 19 um but like i said i was i didn't get to experience it that much even then because we were just working so much and so um it was a it was a cool experience to to do that. I, I did video um, production for him and content creation, and so um, I came back after that and ended up working at a church where I'm at now here in Charlotte, uh, where I do video and creative direction. Oh wow, that's great! How long have you been there? Um, two, three years. Yeah, three. Years. So okay, end of like the September 2019. Not that it matters, but you're not you that old. Like you, how long? How long ago was college? So not no, I'm 25. 25. Uh, okay, right, right. So not. So long yeah, ago. I graduated 19. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's what I wanted to wanted to ask about because what I love is I love hearing stories at all of these different stages, right? Mm-hmm. At all of the different places. So you've got a lot of experience ahead of you, but your experience so far is valuable for all of us to hear, um, which is great. So what? led you to start a podcast and how long ago did you start it? So I actually started one in college. It was not a Christian podcast. It was called Abundance, the podcast. And it was just about marketing, quote unquote, but it was really just whatever I felt like talking about at the time. And so social media was a thing that I talked about a lot or just popular things within culture. Um, And it lasted for maybe a year. It was pretty inconsistent. I was just having fun. And that was that it, it faded off and, and that was it. And so, um, you know, that that died off and I graduated, went on internship, came back to Charlotte and I was just hanging out with some friends. And I was like, man, I kind of want to do a podcast again. And, um, you know, I had got this notification that was like, 
your podcast, it was, you know, you get those things on Facebook that's like a memory. So it was like a year ago or a year and a half ago, you posted this and it was a podcast. I was like, man, I should really do this. And so I'm like, you know, thinking through the names and I'm like, ah, you know, I might even just rename Abundance the podcast because that could work for a Christian podcast too. Um, and I'm like trying to do all this creative stuff and I'm like, yo, it's a Christian podcast. Like, that's what it is. I don't want to try to trick people into coming up with this cool name and they get in it and it's not that. And so I'm like, it's a Christian podcast. And so I originally just named it that. Um, I I eventually added my name at it with Kevin Wilson just for searchability. Um, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of how I, I, I came up there. And so I've been doing that since um, 2020, being there 2020. Um, so okay. right when, right before the pandemic happened. Yeah. A lot of people started podcasting around that time. Right. But yeah. the the good thing that you have is longevity because you've actually continued. A lot of those people didn't, didn't continue. Yeah. Um, which is kind of amazing. If you want to start a podcast friends, it does take some effort. It does take uh, some time, but you got to keep with it. You're not going to see results in the first episode or two or 15, right? right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little 30. while. <laughs> or 30. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, I, I tell people all the time, it takes, there's something that happens at a hundred episodes that is, seems to be mm. an inflection point for people. And I remember feeling it myself when I got there and realizing that all of a sudden other people took me a little bit more seriously. It was like, okay, mm. two couple years that you're going to, okay, you're probably not going to stop. You're, you're actually doing something here. I think your skills develop. I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but okay. So you started the show. Tell us about what you do. Cause you do something really interesting with it. And uh, I think, I think it's just very unique and creative. So I, I wanted to share that with our friends here. I originally started out doing a more kind of traditional podcast where it would just be me and, you know, like three other friends and we would go to one of our friends, you know, townhouse and we just record episodes. So I just do it in, in batches to where like, I'd have everybody come staggered. So I, on a Saturday, I just record like three or four episodes. Um, and that was cool. Eventually moved to a studio in Charlotte that was a lot more uh, suitable, better, you know, sound and everything. And so uh, in April, end of April of 2022, I just had this idea that I kind of was inspired by this other podcast. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go outside. Like, I'm going to take the podcast outside. And so there's a podcast called A Podcast But Outside, um, another straightforward title. <laughs> and I was like, yo, these guys, this is, it's a secular podcast. But I'm like, they literally just go out and talk to people. And so I'm like, why, why, why try to reinvent the wheel? I was trying to come up with, like, this crazy way to do it. And I was like, that setup works really well. Um, I'm going to do that here in Charlotte and just talk to people about faith. And so order some chairs and some some uh, table and literally went to this park called freedom park here in charlotte and just set up the first day i went with my brother um and i just end up talking to people like random people and so some of which i i kind of walk with still to this day uh some of which you know we're kind of developing a relationship and so it's just so cool to see people go from complete strangers to actually walking with them and, um, you know, growing together in the faith. So it's awesome. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's, oh, that looks, looks like a nice park. It's got a little bridge there. Looks cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, a beautiful, it's cool. a beautiful park. 
It looks nice. Looks like a good place to hang out. Uh, so yeah, you so you have it sounds like you you do a couple of things. So sometimes you'll talk to people who are believers already, right? Mm-hmm. And and then sometimes you'll talk to people who aren't believers at all, and you'll kind of have this dialogue with people. That's those are the episodes that I listen to on on the way to podcast movement because I knew we were going to meet. Um, and that, that you have a really interesting approach to that. So t- talk about that to us a little bit and why you chose to go that direction. Yeah. So I think when I first got out there, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. I just was like, I'm coming out here. This is what we're doing. Whoever decides to talk, we'll talk. And then in the meantime, I'll just talk to whoever I came out here with. And so no set agenda. Um, But eventually, you know, even the first day I went out there, I met people. I met, yeah, multiple groups of people. So the first group that came out there was a guy that, he he was an agnostic. And so I started talking to him. This was before I even set up. So I didn't even get to film it. And so we were just talking out there. Um, and then eventually I meet these other two people who are believers. And so we're just chopping it up. And then I see the guy again, he comes back and I'm like, oh, that's him. Let me talk to him. And so it's like this agnostic guy. And then this other guy who did, who doesn't know what he really believes. And so it's just a mixture of the people that are actually at the park, which is a combination of atheists, Christians, um, believers, believers in anything. Um, and so it's that that's just kind of what happens on any given day. You never know what's going to happen. Right. But you actually ask genuine questions of, of these people who believe very differently from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know it's like, how do we, I guess like, how do I get there? And so, um, for me, I'm just, I've always been a curious person. So asking questions isn't something I have to try very hard to do. Um, I, I just, my whole approach is not necessarily f- let me convert you. Let me uh, get everybody that I talk to saved right here, right now, right? Like we, we all want everybody around us to be saved. That is the end goal. But as Paul said, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God gets the increase or God gets the growth. And so I've recognized my role as a seed planter. And so in doing so, I don't always have to preach to people, quote unquote, but I can ask them questions that make them realize what their actual understanding of who God is, is. And so um, there's times where I, I do feel led to to share the gospel uh, very clearly and just up, you know, just straight up. And there's other times where I feel it to just ask them a series of questions like, hey, who is God to you? Why do you believe in God or, or why do you not? And so through that, you can kind of see where people are. And then as I feel led, I can go from there. What does feeling led look like for you? What's the experience that you have, either physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever that is? What does it look like for you? Yeah, so I'm I'm always praying, right? First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen through eighteen, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. And so I'm constantly praying, whether it's just in my head or just, you know, low to where nobody can hear it. But I just asking like the Holy Spirit, like, what is this moment? Where do I go with this person? And so it's like a constant communication. Um, how I hear from God often is what are called impressions which is not, you know, uh, a physical voice that you hear, but it's just, it sounds like your your own thoughts, right? 
And so how I determine whether it's God or not is, does this align with God's word? Like if the voice tells me to jump off a building, then I know it's not God, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But in that very moment of talking to people, you know, it's just taking, you know, wisdom, understanding and the spirit of God and asking, hey, should I share this with this person? Should I challenge them on this point? Because there are episodes where it's, it's gotten a little bit um, intense, I'll say, but they always are done in grace and love. And so I've never, I've, I've disagreed with a lot of people out there, but I've never had any um, issues or, you know, conversations ending in anger or anything like that. And so it's just like, where do we go with this conversation at this point? Yeah. See, that's so key. I've disagreed with people, but never had any conversations end in anger, right? That's such a powerful idea. Mm. Right? And I think it's, I think it's perfect for our time, which is why I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about what you're doing with it, because I, I think perhaps the days of open air meetings or, you know, the, the huge crusades or the God bless them. I, I, one thing I've learned through this podcast right. is that God uses everything, right? Mm-hmm. He, so, you know, even you, a campus ministry, right? There's, there's reasons for me to be, maybe be skeptical of some of those, some of the things that go on there. Right. But he uses it. He uses it to, to bring yeah. people closer to him. And I can't argue with it. It's not my job, but, uh, and same thing with some of the other stuff that were, was maybe effective in the 20th century, maybe isn't now. So what I hear right. you doing is something that I think is really effective uh, today, which is asking questions, my call my business, get curious, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's one of the key things that we need to do is be curious. Let's be curious about one another. I said it before, but this whole idea of proximity. So you get this chance to listen to somebody and suddenly it's really hard to, to be mad at them or to, yeah. you know, even if you disagree politically, it's okay. This is a person in front of me. God loves this person. I have a different view, but I can, I can still respect to this person. We can bring some respect to it. Correct. Um, and then, and then you're also just following the spirit, which I think is a lost art. It's, it's a piece mm. of spiritual maturity that actually, that doesn't get taught a lot. So where'd you learn that? Where'd you learn that? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Cause I was like, can I, I was, I was about to say, can I touch on that more? Um, I've learned a lot from my pastor, for one, um, just being led in the, in the moment. Because um, there's times where we say, you know, did I obey God today, right? Like, did I do what I've been called to do today? But then I realized if you break it down, today is just a, a combination of, of all the moments that have happened in one particular 24 hours. And so my goal is at this point, to be intentional about listening to the Holy spirit at every moment. And there's times where, where I miss it. There's times where I've done what appears right, but I still realize that I wasn't really, I didn't consult God about it. And so there's times where I've prayed for people out there. Or I've done it. But when I thought about it, I did it out of habit or I did it out of, Oh, this person needs this. Let me pray for them. Let me just jump into it. But I didn't actually say, God, what do you want me to do in this moment? What do you, mm-hmm. where do you want me? To? And so one of the questions I ask God often, which is kind of a practical way of me to just stay in touch with him is where are you at? And obviously we know 
God's omnipresent, right? He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But it's not a question of location. It's a question of how does he view this situation? Where is his posture in it? And what does he want me to do um, at that moment? And so it's kind of almost like the, the flip of like when he asked Adam and Eve, like, where are you? And so it's like, it's, it's going back to him. Like, where are you? Because wherever you're at is what, where I want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of those, something that crossed my mind as you're talking, one of those passages that comes back to me a lot when we talk about asking the Lord and doing the things, you know, Jesus said, I do the things I see my father doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And that's, that's all I can do. Um, but we can go back even to like the Old Testament kings, go back into the book of Kings. The good ones were the ones who asked the Lord, what's going on? Like, what, what do mm. I, what, what do I need to do? Should I go up? The, the Midianites are coming. Should I go fight them? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, these people are raiding the sheep. We should we go take them out? Sometimes God say, nah, I'm going to send a hailstorm or something or whatever. <laughs> right, right. And, and they did no reason to do it, but being responsive, the good Kings were the ones who cared what God thought. Mm-hmm. And the bad ones are the ones who thought they already knew and thought they were just blessed automatically because they were the king. Right. Wow. They could, yeah. They could just go. And it doesn't work that way. We have to maintain that humility of asking the question. I hear you. I hear you doing that. So it's a real, um, I just want to say it's a real mature approach to a relationship with the Lord. And so I think it's, that's really cool. Going back to humility. I think, um, uh... I think that humility is required for a relationship with God. Like we don't often always evaluate our level of uh, humility, but um, it's the fear of the Lord that provides you protection and safety um, and and grants wisdom um, because by having a healthy relationship and understanding, because I think that's, that's the thing when we don't consult God about things, we're really saying to him without saying it, that we don't need him. And so um, it's this arrogance that's like, ah, I can figure it out. And so I think, you know, a practical thing is just whatever you're doing, remember that you need God to do it. Um, Even like, you know, something small, like often when my, my family road trip, you know, we'll pray, we'll pray beforehand, you know, God, you know, allow us to make it safely, give us traveling mercies. Um, but it's like, do we do that when we go to work? You know, cause it's like, we need the same grace and same mercy and protection of God to, to get to work. Um, but we often, you know, we just do it so often we don't even consider God in it. And so I think it's just a practical way to stay in touch with God. Humility, I think is huge. I think that is good. I, oh, you were talking about how we'd forget I think part of it is we, it's, it's the idea that we need to remember that we are the Lord's. We can go, he's given us power. He's given us the ability to go about our day. Uh, and I, I don't think we need to not use that, but I think we need to just, it's the posture, right? Of our mm-hmm. heart. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not in control of my day. Let's, let me ask the Lord what he, what he wants. And then I'm going to be aware. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm just going to be aware. And so having that posture is really, really powerful. And I think that's the, that's what it means to live a life with God. I think it's really cool. Uh, well, anyway, I love what you're doing on your show. I think it's, it's really cool to um, just have those conversations. I think you are an evangelist. Did you, is that 
a gifting that you've like had come out or you've somebody's told you or you've worked yeah, on yeah. what, what where's that come from so i i'm i'm <clears throat> embracing it more and more uh each day now you know my pastor said to me like this is probably about a year ago no literally a year ago he was like we, we were somewhere and i was just talking to somebody he was like yeah you're, you're an evangelist and so um you know i definitely i definitely um align with that i, I think that we all are, are evangelists to some degree now some of us have actually a gifting and a calling to to do that as their main ministry um but i do think we've all been called to to spread the gospel and to make disciples of all nations as, as jesus said and so I, my goal is to be the best um, ambassador for Christ that I can be. As, as Paul said, we're ambassadors for Christ. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm like evangelist Kev at this point, but I just know that I, I do my best every day to to spread the, the good news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Definitely see it. It certainly comes out in your conversations, which I think uh, is great. Um, all right. One other thing that I wanted to, I always ask about, and I wanted to ask you about, maybe you haven't had a situation like this, but have you had a season where you felt like God was far away or like uh, a dark a dark night of the soul, you might call it? Mm. Um, I've had a season where I didn't know what God was trying to do. Um, and I didn't know what his intentions were, but as a result, at the end of it, I could see his plan. And so I, I, I kind of describe it. So it was after I graduated, like I said, I graduated spring 2019 and then I went on that internship and I came back. And so when I came back, I'm living at my parents' house and I'm like, all right, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do. And so I felt at that time, his instructions were to be still. Right. And and so I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I'm at my parents' house. I don't I like have work. a job right now. You telling me be still. I don't want to hear that <laughs> right now. Um, but it's like, just be still. And so, you know, I'm at home and I'm not working. And so my parents as loving and supportive as they are like, so, you know, what's, what's your next move? And I'm like, God said, be still. And, you know, my parents are Christians, so they, they know, they know God, they know that I hear the voice of God, but, you know, it's still kind of like, okay, what you doing? And even for me, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so, uh, I just felt led to be still. So September is when I start going to the church that I'm at now. And I just went there and just, you know, was just there consistent. And, um, eventually somebody that I realized that I knew someone, um, one of my friends from college, his girlfriend now, wife at the time, um, was the marketing director there. And so she was like, oh, you do video, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. And she was like, would you mind, you know, serving and, and using your gifts? I'm like, totally. Like, that's that's great. And so I just started serving there for a while. Um, and so by January, I was, you know, hired part-time and then eventually went to full-time. But I see how if I would have taken a job at that time or would have done, you know, just moved out of feeling like I need to move, I wouldn't have had mm -hmm. time to serve in the capacity that I was serving at the church, which has led me to 
to really be where I am now to where I'm more comfortable in my my gifts and comfortable and being able to pray and articulate the gospel. And so without, you know, listening to God, which at the time felt like, is this even him? Um, it, I wouldn't have gotten to where I'm at now. Yes. So what did you learn about yourself in that season? Um, I learned that I have a gift of faith, uh, the gift of faith. You know, we, 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 we read the spiritual gifts and like, you know, we read faith like, okay, can't we all, we all have faith, right? To some extent, we're Christians and that is true, but some have a gift of faith to where it's like, I don't know what you're doing. Like I literally kept saying like, I don't know what you're doing, God, but I, I'm here, you're here. So let's just do it. Um, and it was, you know, there was still some, some doubt there, but like at the end of the day, I was just like, God is God. I have no clue what he's doing, but I trust him. Um, and so I realized that, but I also realized that um, listening to God is important. Sometimes we often pray, but we don't hear, we don't, part of prayer is listening. And so yes. a lot of us just talk to God, but we don't hear anything back because we don't wait um, and we're not still enough. And so God speaks in a still small voice, but if you're moving all the time and if you're busy, you don't ever sit still you'll miss him every time. And so he's he never stops speaking and he never changes the tone of his voice or the the volume. It's, his voice is his voice. Are you posture in a way to receive what he's saying? Yeah, absolutely. That takes a little bit of effort, right? So this is one of my, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, hobby horses uh, because I didn't learn it. So I often tell, I, you, you haven't heard this, but, I would tell people that I went to college to learn to study the Bible and seminary to learn how to pray, right? Because <laughs> the only answers I could get to any questions I had about the faith, I read the Bible and pray, right? mm. but nobody taught you how to do either of those things. So uh, maybe some, I mean, I, there were some tools, yeah. right? but I really learned to study the Bible when I went to college and I and learned to pray in seminary. And part of that was learning to listen, right? Learning to, but that was never, I mean, church, it's so in the service, you can't have silence, right? That's, that's the opposite of right. what we're trying. We're, it's not going to, people can't do it and it gets awkward and people feel weird, whatever. But boy, nothing is more valuable than just a few minutes. I mean, can you imagine? 30 seconds feels like an eternity in a service of just silence. Yeah. yeah. But wow, isn't it good to just listen? Just listen. Some of my best and deepest insights have come from um, just listening, you know, during, during times like that. So yeah, absolutely love it. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Kevin, I really appreciate you sharing some of your story. The show is called a Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson. So friends can, you can find it anywhere that you get your podcast, just you're in the app now, flip over, get it. And Kevin has very fascinating conversations with people that you can uh, listen to, learn from and, uh, maybe be inspired by. I think that would be awesome. Kevin, people can find you. I've got links uh, to your link tree in the uh, show notes at halfwaythereapodcast.com. But where can people find you? Yeah, so my personal Instagram is underscore normally different underscore. And my uh, podcast one is a Christian podcast on Instagram. That's mainly where I'm at. And then I also post the the full length uh, YouTube videos on YouTube, and the channel is called the Norm Diff Experience. That's the N O R M D I F F Experience. 
Perfect. Friends, you can get all of that. You want to connect with Kevin. Those are the places to do it. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I think I just want to leave people with, you don't need a platform to evangelize. You don't need a platform to spread the gospel. Um, I think one of my, the things God is calling me to do is to help equip other believers to know that they don't have to do all of this stuff or have a podcast or do this dope YouTube channel in order to spread the gospel. But all of the conversations you hear that I have at the park, just use those as templates, so to speak, on, on how to raise questions, how to ask people about the faith without it being weird or awkward or, you know, it, it, it's really fun when you get down to it. But um, just that's the main thing. Just if you're a believer, then that means at some point you've said, Jesus is real. I want to accept him as my Lord and Savior. And so at this point, it's it should be your goal to help as many other people as you can come to that same um, realization and, and need for for Jesus. And so I just encourage you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, spread the gospel. It doesn't have to be super deep or theological. Like, you know Jesus for yourself. You've accepted him. And so help somebody else do the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Friends, you do not have to pull a little pamphlet from your back pocket <laughs> right. to evangelize. Uh, you just got to use your curiosity. A Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson is a great example, friends. Go and listen. Kevin, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me.